You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. One of the best games of his career last week. Lawrence has a shot wide open. Christian Kirk. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Ah, we're getting freaky. My fellow Greeks, Spiro Dinas, my fellow Fordham Ram on the call there from a couple weeks ago. Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars entered their bye at 6-2, and two, and now we'll host the 5-3 and three San Francisco 49ers, one of the games of the weekend coming up on Sunday in the National Football League. Our friend Connor Allen from BetSports and 4 for 4 will join us in just a second to give us bets for that game and the rest of the slate coming up in the National Football League. But 20 minutes from now, we get back to talking NFL awards here at the halfway point of the season. We touched on MVP, Offensive and Defensive Player of the the year we'll get to offensive rookie of the year maybe a really short conversation but we'll hit the rest of the award markets as we move on today on the show with the goat of award betting our guy ken barkley the host of espn's college game day reese davis still to come pro sports better joey kanish still to come evan silva from establish the run will join us in the final hour power hour and we'll also give you all our bets for tonight in the final hour of the show. But joining us right now is our friend, the aforementioned Connor Allen. Does an awesome job for our friends at BetSperts and 4 for 4 and his NFL betting podcast, Move the Line, featuring other You Better You Bet guests like Ryan Noonan and John Daigle, can be found wherever you find your podcasts. Again, that pod again is Move the Line. And Connor is on Twitter at Connor Allen NFL. My friend, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. Happy week 10 to you and yours. What's up, guys? Yeah, it's uh, another good week to grind some football here. I feel like I'm getting the wind taken out of me a little bit here, but I'm looking at the board and, you know, I, I look at the, the unabated board and, and it's just like everything blends together now. And I'm like, oh, man, we're hitting that point of the season. Yeah, just like it. Yeah, the vision gets a little blurry. Like I was doing like some yep. data entry earlier today and just the numbers are all I just like I got to I got to take a break. I got to like step away for a second. Like I got to <laughs> do that. But uh, still still have like a lot of bets to go over. Still can still can make valuable bets. Still can win. We're only halfway through it, so we got to got to power through here a little bit. And we we talked about San Francisco and Jacksonville, Connor. Like maybe, maybe the game of the week. Definitely a really interesting game from a betting standpoint. Had a lot of people come on in like San Francisco so far uh, throughout the week. I think Nick and I both kind of lean that way in the game, but we haven't talked a lot about the total and kind of what the expectations might be. So San Fran, a three point favorite, total forty five. What are you expecting from uh, from Niners and Jags? Yeah, I would lean towards San Fran as well, but I think there's a few angles here that I really think are, are specifically key in this matchup here because Trevor Lawrence, uh, you know, so far under pressure has not really been all that good, but he's only been pressured on 27% of his dropbacks. It's like one of the fourth lowest rate in the league. The Niners, the last two weeks or last two games they played, have allowed 8.8 yards per attempt to uh, Joe Burrow, 8 yards per attempt to Kirk Cousins. They were only pressuring quarterbacks 36% of the time, which is 17th in the league after they were normally gotten a good pressure rate. Now they added Chase Young, obviously, at the trade deadline. So I think that's a massive key in this game because if they're able to get pressure, Lawrence could be in trouble. If they're not, 
Um, you know, I think that this Jags offense could have plenty of success. But regardless, I do really, really expect this Niners offense to have success. You know, getting Trent Williams back, Debo Samuels back. Um, you know, everyone is kind of coming together in this spot here. And this Jacksonville defense kind of looking at similar splits here with, with pressure and not pressure. They don't get pressure very often right now. And Brock Purdy, even if it's like two down games, you know, air quotes there around down games. Uh, when he's not pressured, 30 of 39 completions, uh, 11.7 yards per attempt. When he's not been pressured on the season, 10.4 yards per attempt, uh, 78% completion rate. And as I mentioned our, earlier, Jags don't really get much pressure. So I expect a lot of scoring here. This total opened at like 47 and a half, maybe 48. has moved down to 45. I kind of understand some of the pessimism, uh, you know, regarding on the other side. But I really think that at 45, this is a good look on the over here, especially with some of the stats that I mentioned. And just from from like a yardage player perspective on Sunday, like Debo going to be shot out of a cannon, I think, in this game. I think Debo is going to have a monster game. We'll talk more about that coming up on Sunday. All right, so Connor with a play on the total of the Niners-Jaguars game. Another great game we've got coming up on Sunday, Connor, that you have a play on the total uh, on is the Lions and the Chargers in Los Angeles. Detroit come off its bye. Uh, I guess the Chargers kind of had a bye last week, taking down taking down the Jets in a game that the Jets basically like gift-wrapped them and handed them on Monday Night Football. A total is 48-and-a-half. Uh, what do you think here on the total of the Lions? Lions Chargers game and any other thoughts you have on that particular contest yeah both these teams have really unique splits here especially this Lions team so overall the Lions defense like their metrics look pretty good you know they're top 10 in basically EPA success rate especially against the pass here but if you split it up and look at like who they played and where how they perform against those teams uh you know they shut down Jimmy G, Baker, Bryce Young, Jordan Love, and Desmond Ritter, but then allowed both Lamar Jackson and Geno Smith to throw for 300-plus passing yards. And then Patrick Mahomes, who I think played one of his worst games of the season, didn't play all that well. But if you combine all that together, it's like those three games against good quarterbacks, 300 passing yards per game, 8.5 yards per attempt, 12.9% explosive pass rate allowed. So I think that's probably what we're going to see here from a Chargers offense uh, that even though without Mike Williams, without likely Josh Palmer, um, you know, I, I think that they're a step above, significantly step above some of the other competition that the Lions have shut down here. And then the other side, I mean, the Chargers defense has, you know, I guess looked better as of late, but they played basically no one. They played against three good teams. They allowed 466 yards and three touchdowns to Tua, 367 and three to Kirk, and then 424 and four to Mahomes. So I don't know. I think when you contextualize it and see that both teams are playing against good offenses in this spot, that uh, the upside here is really immense. So I like this game to go over the 40 and a half point total total. I know I, I hate coming on, you know, a radio show and just touting two overs, but uh, it is truly what I'm playing this week. So, you know, I like both to go over here. I, it, it, if you got bets, we want to, I don't over under, I don't care. It's like whatever, whatever you're betting on, that's what we want to know. And, and, and to be fair, like, I think we're going to do a couple prop unders and we're going to get some, some kind of lower expectations. We've talked about Browns Ravens already throughout the week, but on this show too, Connor, we did MVP in the first hour of the show. And I, I just kind of made the argument, okay, like, yes, Lamar Jackson can be ahead, like in the polling right now. And he's had a great season. People may want to vote for him, uh, but they are entering a game in which they are six, six and a half point favorite against maybe like the number one defense in the league. And it'll be interesting to see like the Ravens offense, which has started clicking a little bit like against Seattle and against Detroit. How does it look in this game and how to kind of like their skill position players look? Is it going to be a running back by committee? I think that leads to maybe some bets that you have expectations for you for this game, Ravens and Browns on Sunday. Yeah, I like Gus Edwards here to go under his prop. Uh, we're looking at, uh, I think it opened 47 and a half, 48. We're looking at like 45 in most spots. Now, the key here is Keaton Mitchell. Obviously, everyone sees that he blew up last week, 138 rushing yards and nine carries. But the key is that, you know, in the first half, 
him, Gus Edwards, and Justice Hill all had four carries. This is prior to it being a blowout. So, yes, he blew up in, you know, at the end of the game when there was, you know, basically garbage time. But the key was they're giving all those guys work when it was not garbage time. And so now in this matchup here against the Browns, Browns second in rushing success rate allowed, have largely done a really good job of stopping opposing running games. In the last time these teams played, which was, again, a massive blowout by the Ravens here with DTR drawing the start on the Brown side, we had this Ravens, or Gus Edwards only had 48 rushing yards on 15 carries, and that was with Justice Hill only getting three carries. So I think we're going to see a lot of different factors here kind of leaning towards the under, whether it's balanced workload, tough matchup, and then probably, I would guess, hopefully, uh, you know, closer game script. Uh, you know, that's TBD with the, them still being six-point favorites, but it's tough to predict like a, you know, 28-3 to three blowout or whatever again. You better you bet here with Nick and Ken on a tremendous football Thursday. Talking week 10 in the National Football League with our pal Connor Allen from 4 for 4 and Betsperts. Connor on Twitter at Connor Allen NFL. We do have some breaking news in the National Football League that we'll bring now. And Connor, like if you don't have a thought on betting thought on this game, totally all right. But um, we do have news on T. Higgins. Ian Rappaport of NFL Media tweeting like a minute ago. T. Higgins injured his, his uh, hamstring in practice on Wednesday. Didn't practice today. Um, Rappaport saying, and this is on Thursday. So like this could be like a week-to-week thing here, and that report actually does write that. Um, Higgins not expected to play on Sunday for the Bengals against the Houston Texans, and this is going to be like a week-by-week thing now with Higgins. Hamstring injuries are obviously really tricky. They're going to want Higgins healthy for the stretch run here. That's something that could be problematic for Cincinnati. It is worth noting Jamar Chase uh, did practice today on a limited fashion, putting Chase probably on track to play on Sunday, although we'll see what the practice report holds in that particular game uh, tomorrow on Friday. Um when Ken said lowered expectations, it reminded me of that old, like I think it was Mad TV with the old skit. Lowered expectations. And Connor, it looks like you've got some lowered expectations. Thursday night football tonight. And if you've got a thought on side in total with the Bears and the uh, Panthers, we'd love that as well. But what do you think we see tonight in the prop market as it concerns the Panthers running backs? Yeah, I took some Chuba Hubbard unders right now. We're seeing Frank Reich going to his press conference. He's actually been one of the most reliable coaches in terms of workload uh, so far this season. Basically, like what he says, he's been pretty truthful about regarding their workload. And so he basically said, yeah, like we view Chuba Hubbard still as the starter. And he said, like, you know, quote, starter but we want to you know get a pretty even workload between him and miles sanders going forward because we saw saw miles sanders at the beginning of the year be the starter and then slowly work into being the backup because he wasn't playing very well and then the last two weeks he saw two carries out of the bye six carries last week but he looked really good he had a good second half and so i think that we see that workload start to balance out here and this bears run defense has actually been pretty good uh you know like top five in rushing success rate they're allowing the fewest amount of carries to go for more than three plus yards in the, in the league. So, and they're only allowing, I think, 3.2 yards per carry to opposing running backs. So there's a lot of things here where the Bears run defense, which I guess kind of makes sense when you spend all your money on off-ball linebackers. And, you know, now they got an edge rusher in Montez Sweat, who is actually a really good run defender. I think it all adds up there for them being good run defense. So Chuba Hubbard's line open at 45. We're still seeing anything about 40, I think, is pretty strong here because – you know, you're going to see probably more of a balanced workload between him and Miles Sanders. If you do want to play Miles Sanders receiving or rushing overs, I don't mind that. But again, the matchup's a little tougher. So I think that's uh, a little bit thinner for me. Connor, we'll, we'll get your thoughts on uh, the rest of Sunday props in a second. I just want to ask you about the Bills real quick, a team that we've spent a ton of time on this week. And it seems like, I think we had Eric Eager kind of point this out, that there's like two, there's two ways to go here, right? There's seven and a half against Denver on Monday Night Football. Okay, it can be like, I, I think this is finally the bottom and like no more losing and they get back and if the playoffs started today the bills would not be in the playoffs which i think would be really jarring for a lot of people okay like this is the time to buy finally 
or, and like Nick and I feel this way, I think we just had Adam Chernoff on. He likes Denver. We're all kind of, Rob Pozzola likes Denver. Like we're all kind of like, no, like this is just what they are. And we like the Broncos and not even we like the Broncos, just like, I think we're out on the bills a little bit. Like if you had to pick, you know, at the mid season point, how does the second half of the Bills season go? Like what's the most likely result? Do you have a strong opinion on that going into Monday night football? Well, it's really tough because this Bills defense has been like horrendous since, uh, you know, they lost some of their key starters there. You know, they're basically gutted, like right down the center of their defense. They're losing multiple players. And I mean, the results have shown they've basically been ripped by, you know, in three straight games here, or I guess five straight games at this point, uh, you know, depending on their opponents, like anyone with a pulse has been, you know, pretty successful against them. And I think that that is going to cause problems here. Like, I don't think Denver's a particularly good offense, but at seven and a half, you could probably make a case for them to, you know, cover here, I think, pretty well. And then defensively, Denver's defense has been playing better. You know, they're not probably not a historically bad defense like we saw the first few weeks. Uh, and so that's, you know, kind of crazy to say after they gave up 70 to Miami. But I think at this point, they're, they're a little bit better than that. And the Bills offense just hasn't been smooth. It hasn't been consistent. And that's some of what we saw in early career Josh Allen. And I think we're seeing it kind of again here. Uh, you know, it's not always consistent for this team. So, I don't know if I have too much of a strong take on this game or the rest of the season, but um, it's something I'm certainly closely monitoring. And in the right spots, we'll, you know, like last week, be playing playing the other team like we did with Cincy. Uh, one last piece of a lot of breaking news is coming in just for the benefit of our live audience. Then yeah. we'll get to the rest of Connor's bets for Sunday. Uh, Field Yates of ESPN tweeting the Cardinals waving running back Tony Jones from their roster, which likely means and, and Field writing this in his tweet that James Connor like may, probably going to play on Sunday now returning from IR along with Kyler Murray as the Cardinals host the Atlanta Falcons. All right, Connor, hit us with it here. We have about 90 seconds here for this. Any other bets that you like coming up for week 10 in the NFL? Yeah, I got a couple more props that I'm looking for or I'm interested in. Uh, TJ Hawkinson over as long as he's healthy, you know, leads all targets and t- tight ends and targets right now. And then Josh Dobbs targeted his tight ends like an insane amount of time in, in Arizona here through the, th- the tight end position 33% of the time. Only Lamar Jackson has a higher rate over, the, over you know, that span, I think, specifically. So I think we're going to see a ton of TJ Hawkinson targets. Uh, Josh Dobbs rushing overs. Uh, great matchup. You know, they've allowed 34 uh, rushing yards to Bryce Young, 39 to Jordan Love, 31 to Baker Mayfield, 59 to Trevor Lawrence, 70 to Tyson Bajan. So I think that there's a lot of, you know, potentially successful outings here for Josh Dobbs. And like, I also too think that he's probably going to lean more on his legs considering he knows very little about the offense. And we saw the Vikings come in and scheme offensive runs for Jaron Hall. And maybe they do the same with Josh Dobbs here. So probably going to get a pretty low number on that. I think that's exciting. Um, Depending on what Kyle Phillips' numbers are at, I know it sounds gross, but there's you know reports about him working after practice with Phil Levis one or Will Levis one on one, and then you know I think that that matters, and he's playing a lot. Traylon Burke's probably going to miss this game, uh, and so you know we saw in the last game that connection there kind of pan out. So I think we could get some some alt overs on him, especially considering they're playing against Tampa Bay, whose secondary has played absolutely brutal. And then last one here, Bijan and Tyler Algier. I'm taking the overs. I'm going back to the well here. I think that. Probably both of those guys are in for a good, good spot here against Arizona. Yeah, I feel like uh, Arthur Smith might have gotten like a stern talking to from people, and maybe like we'll see things start to change a little bit in Atlanta. And like, I'm not joking when I say that. Connor, awesome stuff as always, my man. We appreciate the time on Twitter at Connor Allen NFL. Betsperts 4 for 4 on the Move the Line podcast. Stay well. Good luck with the bets. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Talk next week.
Our pal Connor Allen joining us here on You Better, You Bet. Uh, we'll do like the, the Bengals stuff after the break, and then we'll get to awards. We'll get Ken's analysis on the market right now for the Bengals and the Texans. But I, uh, I, I think we may get more like Bijan coming up on Sunday from the Falcons. I think yeah. Arthur Smith's tone is already kind of like changed in the way that he's addressing people, addressing the media. I think this is going to be like a different sort of Arthur Smith moving forward now after maybe some conversations he might have had this week for like the brass in Atlanta. Just a thought for me. Sure. Yeah. If it's a, I mean, fascinating game. Like, is it a buy point for Atlanta or because they're playing Kyler Murray? Does that kind of mess up that handicap and the idea that there's like a pivot point there? Um, I'm buying Atlanta, but I, I could see both sides of the argument. And Adam likes the over. I think we all, it all makes, makes sense to all of us. On the other side, we'll get Ken's thoughts on uh, T. Higgins missing the game for the Bengals on Sunday, the current market for the Bengals and the Texans. And then we get back to NFL awards to wrap up our number two on this Thursday.